Hey, how are you? This is Scott Bryant Comstock, host of the Optimistic Advocate Podcast, and today is December 2nd. Time for the daily drop. And if you've been following along, and I hope you have, you know that we're focusing this season on the Kundalini Chronicles, what I'm calling it. Kundalini Chronicles is basically my adventures with a Kundalini Awakening, uh, the impact that's had on me, and maybe, you know, who knows, maybe even a few things that you might learn for yourself. Eh, go figure. It's possible. You never, ever know. And listen, if you if you want to catch up first before jumping into this episode, go back to Season 2, Episode 1. That'll get you anchored. Uh, with how the whole experience started. But today, well, actually, there's a couple things about today. So I'm going to announce, nah, I want to share with you that I've made the decision to do 30 podcasts in 30 days, uh, focusing on this awakening experience that I've had and trying to find with you some application for our lives. Uh, There's a lot of good that can come from this type of experience. And uh, and I think I worked real hard on shutting it down uh, for the past year, frankly, because I didn't understand it. And guess what? Here's a little, here's a little (laughs) heads up. I still don't understand it. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, but it is what it is. And uh, part of my journey is sharing that with you. And uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So today, oh, well, and I, I, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to Ronsley Vaz, who heads the uh, Amplify Agency in Australia. And Ronsley uh, and uh, James Whitaker uh, run a, that's uh, kind of like a master class for podcasters. I don't know what you call it, but I'm part of this group. Uh, where where a lot of different people from all walks of life, um, you know, all professions, all interests uh, come together uh, to help each other think through how to launch an, a successful podcast. And I was talking about this shift uh, in the Optimistic Advocate podcast based on my realizing that, hey, you know what, I I, I need to focus on what is most authentic in my life. And for me, what's most authentic in my life at this moment of my life is my Kundalini awakening, uh, working to understand that and uh, to benefit from this beautiful connection with the universe that that I've been afforded. Now, here's the secret, of course. It's always been there. It's not like this is something that came down from somewhere else. It's always been inside me. But I'm working on ways to kind of like exercise, right? Working on ways to pay attention to the universe side of of who I am uh, a little bit more because the benefits are fantastic. So anyway, all right. So I was in this class and, and I was saying, okay, I know I need to talk about this. And I'm thinking, how do I plan out an episode? Because if you've listened to previous episodes, I'm not planning these out. I literally just sit down. Uh, when I write my poetry, I just, uh, I'm now using the Remarkable 2. I'll put a link in the show notes. I don't get any uh, remuneration for that, but it's the most amazing writing tablet ever. 
Anyway, I hold the pen or the stylus in this case uh, to the paper, and it just comes. And Ronsley said yesterday, and I thought it was beautiful advice. He said, Scott, you just just don't don't worry about planning it out. He said, just let it go. Let it go. So I said, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So for the next 30 days, I'm going to let it go. I don't know what I'm going to talk about until the day, the morning that I talk about it. It's 11.39 a.m. right now on December 2nd. I got up at 4 a.m. There was a thought in my head that I woke up with. That became a poem, and that became the framework for what I'm going to talk about today. So that's how this process works. Pretty wild, huh? Uh, So yeah, I hope you enjoy the ride. Uh, (laughs) But today, uh, I've got a poem that I want to read you called Spirals and Glaciers. Uh, But before I get to the poem, I want to talk about an important part of my Kundalini awakening experience. And it was when I had my first significant spine shift. So if you think of your, imagine yourself, you know, standing or sitting uh, or lying down and you've got, you know, your spinal column, right? Goes from your neck all the way down uh, to your pelvis, right? So imagine if the lower part of your spine from the pelvis, say up to maybe your abdomen started twisting and turning. That happened to me. I was in uh, on a massage table working with uh, the most amazing craniosacral therapist on the planet. And I say that having only been to one craniosacral therapist on the planet, but I'm sure she is the most amazing. Um, and she's doing her work, which involves no touching of my body. It's the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. But anyway, I'm, I'm in this process and I'm getting in touch with uh, pretty wild uh, visions and and uh, I can feel myself going into the the depths of my pelvis is the only way to describe it and and in effect being guided by her into the universe. Whoo, yeah, hang on to that one for a minute, right? And then while I'm having this real intense out-of-body, in-body experience all at the same time, there is a pop, and it's my spine. And I can feel my spine turning like a corkscrew, right? Have you ever seen those shells, those spiral shells, right? That was like the image in my mind, and it, it didn't. It turned like about a quarter turn. And it was, I didn't know how to explain it. It was just the craziest thing. And and, and while this is happening, so I hear the pop, I feel my spine turn. Not the whole spine, just that lower part, like a corkscrew. So it's kind of like, you know those movies when uh, they're, they're digging up a tomb? You know, over in Egypt, you know, and there's uh, like those old mummy movies and there's the huge boulder and they push and push and push and uh, and it gives about an inch that that's what it was like. That's what it felt like. 
I felt my spine shift. And not only my spine, but my pelvis. And it just turned. And while this is happening, I have an awareness externally that this is happening. Internally, because my eyes are closed, I'm down in my pelvis. And there's this incredible warmth and this light that's just incredibly bright, but not blinding bright, but just bright and vibrant. And, and um, I am it's like standing on the floor of this giant cavern, which of course is my pelvis and my, my massage therapist is like my guide all of a sudden. And she's standing over towards an opening and she's like inviting me to come in and I go into this warm, powerful bath like of light and it was fucking beautiful and uh <laughs> and i'm crying and tears i mean it's just all these emotions and and i know um yeah i know this is a lot for you to absorb but i'm just telling you what it was right and after this experience was over and by and in a later episode i'll con continue what happened but for this particular visit on the massage table this this was the significant event that happened my spine and my pelvis shifted and it was like a corkscrew and if you imagine when you're when you're if you have one of those cork removers you know for your wine bottle and you're twisting it and it just corkscrews up that's what was happening didn't go very far but it was definite significant shift and it frankly it kind of scared me I, I i i didn't and i said to the massage therapist i said i just need to tell you what happened i said you left your body and went into my body and guided me <laughs> to some universal space and oh by the way the lower third of my spine popped and shifted now <laughs> seriously scott <laughs> what herb are you smoking good lord but that's what happened i crazy so turns out and you you, you remember I, I'm not like a student of Kundalini. I'm not a student of awakening. I've never paid any attention to any of that. So when I left the appointment and go home, I start Googling, you know, what happens when your spine, and when your spine, <laughs> what happens when your spine, <laughs> a third of it twists, you, you know, who, who, what, what's that all about? And then I ran into all this stuff on, on Kundalini and a lot of it's pretty out there. And, and so I don't know about that, but, uh, but what was fascinating for me was that suddenly I'm reading about things that are actually very similar to what's happening with me. And what it brings up for me is this whole notion of the impossible becoming possible. Now, it's impossible for the lower third of my spinal column 
and my pelvis to twist a quarter turn. Later on, they twist 360, but this particular event, okay, that's physically impossible on their own to twist like that. Yet, that's what happened. All right, so how do we reconcile those times in our lives when the impossible becomes possible? What, what, what is it? How do we wrap our head around that? What does that say? What, what, what does that mean for us? And so it, it really got me thinking. It's like, what's happening with me that I'm having in an experience that's impossible, okay? It's impossible. What I just told you what happened to me is flat out impossible. That can't happen unless it was manipulated by some outside force and then I'd be, you know, I'd be paralyzed and break your, break your spine. Yet there I was, I could hear it pop. And it was, it was the kind of pop, you know, when you get your back cracked and it feels so good, that's, that's what it was. So this was not a violent um, sensation, anything, but when it popped, I was just flooded with this incredible light and energy and pulse, which is the same thing that happens in my head. If you've listened to earlier episodes with the river, right? Incredibly intense. And I'm looking at the massage therapist and, and I, and frankly, I thought I was becoming psychotic. Clearly I must be in some kind of psychotic state because in the space of this, two-hour session, I watched the massage therapist's spirit leave her body, enter mine. I experienced the lower third of my spine and pelvis shift about a quarter turn. I was in some cavern that was monstrously huge, yet I knew I was in my pelvis, and I was led into this bath of light and energy. Okay, really, Scott, right? <laughs> impossible. Totally, 100% impossible. And yet, it was possible. It happened. So, interesting, right? So here's my homework for you. Boy, this is a wild homework assignment. I just want you to Spend some time today thinking, have you ever had, and it doesn't have to be dramatic like this, right? I mean, this is pretty out there, but it did get me to think, have you ever had an experience where something you thought was impossible was suddenly possible? Maybe it was a goal you achieved, or maybe, you know, maybe it was a exercise goal. Maybe it was, I don't know, I don't know what, whatever it might be, something you did. Maybe you actually mastered learning a second language. That when you started out thinking this would be impossible, and then it was possible. And I want you to think about, and I want you to bathe in this. I want you to think about how it felt when what you had perceived as impossible suddenly became possible. How, I mean, that is a really intense, wonderful feeling. And I'm just going to leave you 
with this is that that's a feeling you want to introduce into your life on a regular basis, making the impossible possible, right? That feeling that accompanies the recognition that something impossible was possible. That's straight, that's main line in the universe. And that's what it was for me. The impossible. I'm, I mean, I'm on the table and I'm thinking this is impossible. Yet it was possible. And what an incredible, what an endorphin rush that was. And that's something that I try to hang on to. And I look for opportunities to make the impossible possible. And that doesn't mean, you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm learning how to fly <laughs> or levitate. Doesn't mean that at all. But just it, it means remembering that feeling. And, and, and if you can just focus on that feeling, and like I said, it could be, it could be learning to tie your shoe, remembering how, when you were little, I remember how I was little. And when I was first learning to tie my shoe, that was impossible, totally impossible. But then it became possible. And what a rush, what a feeling of accomplishment, of self-pride. Oh man, that's some good stuff. So I just want you to think about that. And you know, if you come up with something, send me a note. Send me an audiogram. Do an audiogram on your, on your phone. Email it in. I want to hear from you. I'll give you the link in the end of the show. But So I got a poem for you. All right? So I've given you your homework. Think of a time when the impossible became possible and what that felt like. To kind of wrap this up, I just came, which is why this episode, and, and this, I, I want to repeat this. I never know what these episodes are going to be. I never know what the topic's going to be until I put pen to paper, or in my case now, I put stylus to the Remarkable 2 writing tablet, which is the same, feels the same as writing on paper. So for those of you who journal, whew, this thing's incredible. Check it out. All right. Here's the poem. It's called Spirals in glaciers. Spirals, perfect in their simple, elegant, mathematical perfection. Glaciers, majestic in their enormity, grandeur, and otherworldly knowledge and inevitability. Aware but unsure, yet trusting, the corkscrew like slow turning of my spine, my pelvis. It's normal. Fear permeates. Elation permeates. Wonder permeates. Trepidation permeates. I see, but I don't see. Tears flow uncontrollably. Demons lurk around the light, beckoning me to take their hand. And yet, my spine continues to slowly turn. Pressure builds. Anticipation mounts. But anticipation for what? I have never been in this place before. 
I feel my spine pop as if it has dislocated itself. And with the pop, a flood of warmth, 10,000 times more satisfying than a good back crack. Warmth, light, cascading, waterfall of dreams fulfilled, showering me. I stand in a pool of light, with even more intense light pouring over me. I am under the river, not in the river, but I'm under the river. I am inside my body, inside my pelvis, but it's moved. It shifted. My guide is with me, beckoning me to join her deep inside my pelvis, a gateway to something I don't know and I can't describe. I look at the light. I become the light. My guide becomes the light. Tears continue to flow. I am both outside my body and inside my body. My pelvis expands. It is cavernous, like some giant underground cave. I stand on the floor of the cave. My guide stands away from me, beckoning me to join her, reaching out to me to step into the opening that leads to something that is bathed in intense light, pulsing with the rhythm of my heart. No, it's not the rhythm of my heart. It's something else, deeper. A rhythm like the roaring river that has become the constant companion in my head. Have I gone mad? I have no anchors for this experience. The cave, the cavern that is my pelvis, creaks slowly and loudly. It is shifting. I can feel it. I can see it. I'm in my body and I'm hovering over my body at the same time. Tears flow. Not happy, not sad, just pure expression. My tears become the river. The river becomes the tears, pulsing, weaving, moving. What is this? Shifting, moving, glacier-like, almost imperceptible. I can't stop it. I don't want to stop it. The lower part of my spine has moved a quarter turn, beginning its inevitable spiral upward. I know it with the totality of my soul. And I also know that physically, this is not possible. I now live in a world of duality. My entire existence now operates on two planes simultaneously. Can both sides coexist? 
Who will win? Does there need to be a winner? Have I already won? Okay, folks. Oh, my goodness gracious. That was spirals and glaciers. All right. Just a recap of your, oh, my Lord, I got to take two or three or five or seven breaths after that one. But, um, whew, that's intense. Gosh, really, it was just so, yeah. I mean, how do you, how, I don't know. How do you explain this? I, I don't know. Anyway, homework assignment. Think of something that was impossible that became possible. What was the experience like? Share it with me. I want to hear it's just you and me. Share with your thoughts. Make an audio file. Send it to info at theoptimisticadvocate.com. I'll give it a listen and share it back on the podcast. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. This is Scott. Sign it off. Bye.